Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation. Welcome again to Shouts of Grace Radio. This is Pastor Keith Reckie here with Pastor Steve Pearson, both of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. It's good to be back together again today, Pastor Steve. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. What episode is this? This is 19. Wow. We have we have made it almost to 20. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so we look forward to, to what God has in store for the show. Um, but we also look back. Last week, if you were with us or you weren't, we talked about living God in hard times, excuse me, living godly in hard times from Revelation 14. And Pastor Steve, you brought up three really good points, that people who can live godly in hard times, it's because they have God on their mind, God on their lips, and God in their sight. And I thought that was some really great insight into uh, some simple things, but mm-hmm. very, very important and critical things to to keeping our focus where it needs to be on Jesus Christ. And and as we were talking both before uh that show and afterwards, you, there there's an element too of trusting God for provision in mm-hmm. hard times. And so today's conversation we've talked about trusting God in hard times. Like living is a fruit of faith. That's living right. is a fruit of trust. And so we kind of take a step back and say, what does it really mean to trust God in hard times? Because I know for myself, when things are going good, when the money's flowing, when everybody's health is is where it needs to be, sure. you know, the sun is shining, the temperature's just right, you know, I've got abs that I can see, you know, those kind of things. <laughs> um, you know, it's easy to trust God because it's right. all together, but man, there's some things in the scripture that really challenge us to trust God when those things are not clear, when those things don't make sense, even where Jesus would say in Matthew chapter 6, verse 11, that we are to say when we pray, give us this day our daily bread. That's right. Like, where's my next meal coming from kind of <laughs> trust, you know? And, and I don't know how many of us are in that place, if you've been in that place, but you can imagine that being in a place like that, it's, it's a whole different level of desperation but it can also be a whole new level of trust. That's right. That's right. Well, first, let me say also, let me say this, Keith. I'm, I'm excited um, for next week's show as well. Um, we're going to have a special guest on our show. It's a dear, very young sister in the Lord um, whose life was transformed by mm-hmm. trusting God. Um, her story is heartbreaking. It is sad. And it is miraculous in how God um, rescued her. And so mm. um, the things that she had to deal with, and it really has a lot to do with just general life, specifically life in this in this valley. But I'm excited to have her um, on, and um, we're going to talk with her and have her share kind of the things she went through and how God brought her to a place of complete surrender. So that'll be next episode. But on this one, Keith, you know, you're you're right. It was is in the book of Deuteronomy when, oddly enough, when 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 the end of of this forty years had come and God was going to be bringing them in the children of Israel into the promised land, He said something very odd. He said, "When you go in, don't forget me." 
You're going to, you're going to go and take houses you haven't built and you're going to, you know, take over gardens you hadn't planted. He said, don't forget me, remember me. And you would think, well, wait a minute, you know, why in the world in, in a, in a time of plenty, when the sun is shining and the bills are paid, why in the world would we forget God? You know, um, it's interesting. And I, I believe it's in Ezekiel chapter 18 or chapter 16, sorry, when, when we hear about the guilt or what was the downfall of Sodom and Gomorrah, a lot of times we just look at it, well, it's obvious it, it, was, it, was, it was sexual immorality, but it's not what it says there. It says there, God says, here was the guilt of your sister Sodom and, and, and Gomorrah. She had pride, an abundance of food, and careless ease, and therefore she had committed what was abominable in my sight. Wow. It, it, it's, it's when all of the things that the provider provides are present that you tend to forget the provider mm. and then the pride seeps in. And when you have all that you have, you have careless ease and an abundance of food. You forget who it is that provided all that stuff for you. And so that's why when you look at passages, like for instance, Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six, you know, that is a, that, that is a, a key understanding when it comes to relating with the Lord, when mm. he says there in Proverbs chapter three, verse five and six, you know, um, do not lean on your own understanding, right? He says, but in all of your ways, acknowledge God and he'll direct your paths. There, there's an understanding that you and I have of life that God says, don't go there, right? It, right. You have to acknowledge him. And, right. and and really what he's pushing us to, he's thrusting us towards this idea, Keith, that your life needs to consist of faith and it can't consist of pure human reason Otherwise, that's going to be leaning on your own understanding, and you're going to find deception on the heels of that. Yeah, he says in in Proverbs 3, verse 5, trust in the Lord. Amen. Right, so our faith, our trust, is only as good as the object of our trust and faith. And in in this case, it is the Lord. And when you consider the Lord, and in in many of our Bibles, when we see the Lord all capitalized— uh, that is, um, you know, the Y-H-W-H. It's the Yahweh or, or Yehovah or Jehovah. And and we see he refers, God refers to himself many times as the Lord or Yahweh who. And we have who sees, like with Hagar, who provides. And there's so many different, um, you know, names and, and, and subtitles, so to speak, of, of descriptives of who God is. And and you and I, when we're walking this journey of faith, like trust in the bank account with yeah. all my heart, you know, trust in, you know, the car starting up every time with all my heart. That's where we naturally go. And we're called to trust in the Lord because when those things become insecure, our trust is not in those things that become insecure. Mm. Our thing, our trust is in the one who stays the same. That's right. That's right. Keith, there's something ill that takes place mm. um, on this when you go into Exodus 16. The the children of Israel have left Egypt, right? And and God is taking them um, through this, this wilderness, and he brings them um, to what's called this wilderness of sin, and the unimaginable takes place. They start to grumble and long for what they had in Egypt, where it was where there was slavery, where there was taskmasters, they actually start to think, man, you know, why did we come out here to die in the wilderness? We had it made. And there's several times throughout the book of Exodus where they have this complaint that right. we had it made in Egypt. Here, here, here's why that's 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 horrifying, Keith. 
they had become accustomed to a life that was absolutely unacceptable to God and to the normal person, but because they had adapted to it, right. they didn't they didn't understand the life of faith. So here's here's what really they were saying. We had everything provided for us. As bad as it was, we had everything provided for us. Right. In at least Egypt. we had a meal. <laughs> at, at least we had a meal. At least we knew we knew what was going to happen the next day. We were going to wake up. We were going to get beat. We were going to get harshly treated. We were going to eat. We were going to go to bed, and we were going to do the same thing. And we were going to do that for 400 years. We're cool with that because we know the future, right? <laughs> but then God takes them out of that to be a praise to himself, to build a nation, and now they come to the banks of faith, and they are very uncomfortable with it because right. they're in Exodus chapter 16, Keith. This is what it means to trust in the Lord. Trusting in the Lord was not in their DNA. God put it there. Yeah. He forced them when he said, here's what we're going to do. When they were complaining about food, I am going to provide for you this manna every day. He says, you're going to wake up. There's going to be kind of this dew on the ground. You're going to go out. You're going to collect one day's portion. And he says, as much as you want for one day, feed your home, right? But you can't collect two days portion and you can't leave anything over for the next day. And they all agree. And Exodus 16 goes on to say that when they had done that, there were some in Exodus 16, it says that they actually kept some over for the next day. In verse 20, they left part till the next morning and it bred worms and stank and Moses was angry with them. Mm. What do you see there? You see God instilling, bringing his people to a place what they wouldn't do for themselves. They were not going to engage in a life of faith. They they were used to Egypt and right. everything being provided. And he's saying, I'm going to bring you to a place where I'm going to force you. <laughs> your, your, your daily bread's going to depend on. I'm going to force you into a life of faith. And what was their natural tendencies? They wanted to leave a little bit over for the next day, right? So they could at least say, okay, just in case Yahweh doesn't show up in the morning, we kind of have a little reserve, right. and it was spoiled. And it was God saying, no, we're going to do it this way for 40 years, and you are going to learn trust. Yeah, it, it, it was their food insurance policy. That's you know? right. That's I mean, right. Nowadays, food storage. We, can put, we can put food, and we can you know vacuum seal it. And uh, and we can wait thirty years, forty years, practically, to open it up and eat, and it's still going to be fairly decent. You know, God was teaching them: you don't get to have that level of confidence and security. Your level of confidence and security is for the next meal. It's for today. I, I think of I have seven children, and boy, that's a lot of mouths to feed. And it's a lot of food, and I have we have had times in our life where just life is just going good, and and we kind of have an overabundance, you know, of, of food. And you just kind of take it for granted that you can grab fruit off the counter or go to open the pantry or the fridge and the milk's going to be there. Right. But man, what wells up inside of us when we pour the big bowl of cereal and we open the fridge and there's no milk hmm. and, and we're just like, what, what, you know, like that little bit of emotion is, is, is a reflection of, of how we can become so accustomed to just things being there. And God is wanting to dig our roots deep in faith and trust in him. And he will allow the milk to run out. He will allow things to happen in our life. So that way we're no longer, as we say, taking God for granted. Yeah. Right. I mean, how often do we just take it for granted that stuff is there, that, that the provision is going to be there and God is, is doing here. Because the condition, this this is what jumped out to me as you were talking about it, like they knew that they were going to have a meal in yeah. Egypt, right? 
They just, they didn't even think about the fact they'd have a meal, but they were in bondage. Like they were being abused and, and mistreated and killed and families torn apart. I mean, their lives were a wreck. They were slaves. Yeah. And how, how we can be slaves to sin and slaves to worldliness and slaves to finding contentment and things right. that don't last. And God is wanting to, to pull those roots out. But there was normalcy to their life, yeah, and, and they right. they were able to ignore the harshness. There was normalcy, and and they they kind of, though they didn't control, they were able to bank on something, you mm. know. And and here's the here's the difference, Keith. When we go and God brings us to the shores of this life of faith, oftentimes He does bring us, and 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 I know this, and you know this, and and many of our listeners know this. He brings us to a season where it's literally he's going to reacquaint us. He's going to he's going to he's going to reattach our heart to daily provision. Yes. He's going to say, "Look, you know, you've become accustomed to 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 this life. Now I'm going to lead you with daily provision for a while." And it hurts. Yeah. It's a hard thing, you yeah. know. You're like you're wondering like what are we going to do, you know? So so that is the life of faith. And listen, God will bring us there because yeah. we can't naturally go there ourselves. Yeah, we were talking about the discipline of the Lord how it's not always because we're doing the wrong thing even though that is a part of discipline, but it's also because God is training us towards godliness as as uh, the New Testament. Uh, it's it's a verse somewhere in the Bible just in case you're wondering <laughs> if the pastor has all the verses memorized, he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> but it is so important for us that that the to understand and to see that these circumstances that God allows is part of our training, our development, and, and our growth, and eventually our fruitfulness as followers of Jesus Christ. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airways with good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation. So continuing this thought, Pastor Steve, from Exodus chapter 16, we see that God has led the people of Israel out of bondage and slavery, uh, which even within that terrible situation, there was a normalcy, right? There was a predictability that they were going to have food. Now they're in the wilderness heading towards the promised land, and they don't know what the next day holds. They don't have enough food to feed everyone. And and God is God is aware of that, and they come to him, they come to Moses, and they're griping. I mean, it says here they're grumbling. And and that is that, that jumps out to me as one of the reasons— that God allows us to come to a place of lack because we easily go to a place of complaining instead of a place of prayer, a place of trusting, mm-hmm. a, pra- a place where, um, Lord, I see this as an opportunity for my faith to grow. Instead, it's an opportunity for me to to gripe about my life. And and the Lord says to Moses in verse 11, I've, uh, I've heard the grumbling of the people of Israel Say to them, at twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. So God is allowing all of this in order to to prove to them that he is God. But the one thing that also jumps out to me is how he says in verse um, in verse 8, he says, 
your grumbling is not against us. This is Moses talking to the people. Your grumbling is not against Moses and Aaron. Your, your grumbling is not against the leadership. You think it is. You know, you've let us out here to die. Your grumbling is against the Lord. That's right. And, and, and these situations, like, I you know for me, like, this is revealing to me that when I start to complain, because I have no idea what God is doing next, because my understanding, as Proverbs says, as I'm leading on my own understanding, I don't get it. I don't, it doesn't make sense. I find in my heart, I start saying, God, what is your problem? Yeah. What are you doing? And and there is... But you're a pastor, Keith. You shouldn't have that lack of faith. Well, I shouldn't, but I do. So, you know, what kind of a pastor am I? I, I think I'm a real pastor. Amen. <laughs> I'm a real You're one boy. that sacrifices for his own sins first, and then the, and then the people's, right? I know. And, and and hopefully that's an encouragement to you as you're listening, is like being a Christian is real life. Yeah. And having the title of a pastor or being a Bible teacher or, you know, serving in your children's ministry or singing on the worship team, it doesn't make you a better Christian. That's right. It doesn't make you immune to these things. That's right. Um, but it does place us in a position of humility to say, Lord, you don't look at my title. You yeah. don't look at my position and treat me different. Matter of fact, maybe because I'm a pastor, God, you know, allows these things to happen in my life. So that That's way right. I'm, I'm more trusting of him. But in this case here in Exodus 16, where where my tendency is to complain, God is calling me to trust. That's right. He says in verse 4, the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I'm about to rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a day's portion, um, he says, that I may test them. Right? And and, and I, I, I like that. He says, they're going to go out and gather a day's portion every day that I may test them. Keith, what, what, you mean every day is a test? Every day is a test of your faithfulness to God and God providing for you. He's, I mean, God is telling them out of the gate, boom, the, the, the bell rang. I am going to test you every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. In some oh, way. Man. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's, that's hard one, right? I, I've got to settle that one. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to need some counseling for this one. <laughs> but, but I'm telling you, this is, this is the part about Christianity this you know when, when when the scripture says the just shall live by their faith, oh, yeah. right? It's we're, we're not talking about you know giant leaps of faith. Hey, we're going to go move countries, or we're going to we're going to go move to a different state or something. We're talking about daily testing and living by faith, failing and getting back up, mm. failing and getting back up, complaining and getting back up, watching the faithfulness of God in the midst of the complaining, Keith, because that's really what it was. And, and and I'll tell you something else here too. And, and I really want to encourage listeners with this. They came out of Egypt where it was normal to them, where the bondage and the hurt was normal, where the life of faith was not prevalent at all. Right. And God delivered them, brought them out to something new. And the first thing they start doing is kicking and complaining. In fact, they didn't even cross the Red Sea and they were already complaining. You, you, you know, you brought us over here to die as they watch Pharaoh's approaching armies coming upon them. And here's here's what I want to encourage people with. When we first come to the Lord, and you might be listening, and, and maybe you're a new believer, and, and you're just kind of trying to figure this out, and you're like, man, life has never been this hard before, right? God is bringing you and introducing you to the bank's of this reality that he is mm. going to call you to live by faith. Yeah. You're used to Egypt. 
You're used to the harsh treatment of the world and the flesh and the devil and all that comes with that. But God wants to introduce you to this reliance upon him, and it will be uncomfortable. You will complain at times a lot. You know, even, I mean, talk about, you know, in the beginning, here we are, we're, we're, we're 23, 24 years walking with the Lord, and they're still complaining. And God wants to introduce us to this daily testing of our faith because he's for us. And here's, here's what I like, Keith. We started off with Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. At the, end of cha- at the end of verse 6, he says in verse 7, Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Wow. Trusting in faith, he's saying, fear the Lord. It will be healing to you. Yeah. I, I like back here where it says that he would test them every day, which I'm still, I'm wrestling with that. <laughs> you're, you're having a hard time. I, I am having a hard time. Every day? You mean it doesn't end that. tomorrow? You mean? <laughs> <laughs> but he says whether they will walk in my law or not. Hmm. Like he, he, he has a path for us, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Like God has a path for us to walk in. This is a hmm. lifestyle of faith. And in his purpose for us. I, I like that, that you said this, Pastor Steve. You said that God is for us, mm. and we have to ask him to help us see even the hard times and the trials as different than what we naturally go to. We think, it's so hard, God. Why are you doing this to me? Mm. Instead, it's like, Lord, you, you're for me in this, mm. and you're working a purpose, and it says here whether I will walk in the law. You're talking about whether... I'm going to be a fruitful person, right? Mm. Or, or am I going to be ineffective? And I want to be effective. I think we all want to be effective for the kingdom of God. We want to be um, making a difference for the things that matter. And in order to do that, we actually have to say, okay, Lord, you're going to test me mm. every day. That's and right. every day I'm going to accept that this is to keep me walking on the path that you want me to walk, a path where your word is not just feeding my intellect, but mm. your word is actually changing my life from moment to moment. That's right. You know, I, I, I like, I like that you said that, that it is, God is for us, you know, and, it, you know, I encourage, you know, a couple of weeks ago, um, I gave a message out of John 15 on pruning and I really encourage you to go on Redemption Hill, uh, Utah's site and, and, and listen to that because everything we're talking about right now has to do with that message, why does God prune us? There are yeah. four reasons that 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 the horticulture experts say you, you prune something. And it's it's just, I never saw it before. It's fascinating. I encourage our listeners to go on there because here's the reality. God is for us, Keith. Yes. And, and God is allowing, he, he, he didn't abandon, he was building a nation, not destroying it, right? He, he brought them out of Egypt, not to starve them, not to sink them, but to train them, as you said, and to, and to build something up that's beautiful in his sight, hmm. but he did. And he kept on it despite the complaining and yes. despite all of the lack of faith, he introduced them to faith. He was faithful to them when they yes. were faithless and he brought them in a, in a, in a way where faith grew. And you started to see these miraculous, you know, uh, uh, displays of faith from people because God brought them there. And that's I right. think, I think what God does in our lives when we lean on him and trust him and not our own understanding, he initiates faith, he grows faith, and he perfects and he perfects faith in our life, Keith. That's so true. And I like how you said that because he's faithful. 
He is working in your life and my life right now to make us the men and women that he has purposed for us to be from before anything was ever made. Mm. He saw each one of us and he said, I know exactly the plan I have for Steve and I have for Keith and I have for anybody listening to this. Well, we're out of time for today's broadcast. If you go to ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com, you can take a listen to this episode again or previous episodes, share it with your friend. And from there, you can get a link to Redemption Hill's website and take a listen to that message that Pastor Steve is talking about from John 15. Thank you so much for being with us today, and we look forward to being together again on our next broadcast. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio. Practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. That's ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. At ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastors Steve and Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church located in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.